Hello, I'm Ian. And I'm Darren, and welcome to Average Bikers in a Cave. A show where a group of average bikers chat and share opinions about all things motorbike. From news, reviews, interviews and the big questions. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, tell your friends and leave us a review. On today's show, episode 38, it's our usual ramblings and bumper check-in. We will update you on a handful of news stories, we'll get some little funny extras, and this week's big question, all about the pillions. This week's episode is sponsored by Afterground, an exceptional drone, wedding, portraiture and events photography and videography company that specialises in capturing video and images on the ground and in the air, in a style that is modern yet timeless, interesting and vibrant, with a focus on exhilarating moments and pure fun. Using their experience, skills and knowledge, they will work with you to ensure your videos and photos are exactly the way you want them. For more information or to chat to the team, head over to www.afterground.com or check out their Facebook page. Recording in progress, both on the button and on the thing. And have you, uh, you've got the thing recording as well, have you? Yeah. I remember to push the oh. doofer. It's not your first rodeo, son, is it? No. You know, which people say that, it's not your first rodeo. That's an awful lot of pressure in somebody who's only doing their second rodeo. It, it is. It it's is. a hell of a lot of that pressure. It is a hell of a lot of pressure. But there you go. Uh, so this is not my first rodeo. No, it's just your second. Still Aye, pretty dangerous, so you know? just take it easy. Yeah, just, 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 just your second. Be cerebral. Be cerebral. Cerebral. You know, there we go. Check in time. Check in time. Shall I check in first? Because mine's probably not quite as long as yours. That's what she said. And there you go. Thank you. So, um, yes, check in time. What have I been up to? I've I've had the bike out for a wee run. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, we went out. out. Well, did we do a chippy run since the last podcast? I, no, 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 the, no, we didn't. Uh, the chippy room was in so, between the podcast. Uh, chippy room was so two, two. I've been I had it several times in the bike. So, <laughs> despite the, the overlook, despite, has been out despite and, the almighty's best efforts to wash us away, I, I, and then um, I, I noticed that our, um, the, the unveiling of the overlook has had uh, almost 2,000 views on YouTube. It's doing well on YouTube. You know, that's uh, that's like a kind of, that's almost like uh, viral, isn't it? Is that, is that what, is that what the, the young people call it? That's viral. The kids are calling viral. it. Kids are calling it. It's gone viral, yeah. Because let's be honest, there's some things and people say, when you read these news articles, oh, such and such broke the internet, it's had 400 views, and you're going, hey, excuse me? What? Yeah, 400? I think you'll find Glasgow Live. <laughs> that is not going viral, <laughs> no. you know? No, 400 um, million uh, views, that's just breaking Yes, it. absolutely. Aye. So, um, yeah, I had to bike out, uh, and you know what? I'm, I think I'm going to do a wee video of this, uh, especially um, when the new toy arrives. Oh, we'll cover new toys in a minute. Yes, in a wee minute. Uh, when the new toy arrives, um, we will, uh, I've got a funny, f- I think it'd be quite nice for people to hear um, what it's like, you know, four or five months into owning the Overlook, you know? Remember, because when we stopped with Buddy the Biker Dog, and we took, you know, we took, and people saying, "Oh, I don't know, but you know, is, is it right for you? So, is it Aye. right for me? We do need uh, to do a wee thing. A few that, months, a few months down the line, That's and a you good can shirt. you can talk about your 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 situation and also what it's like now that you've got it back. Yeah, good thinking. Yeah, and we can maybe do a wee kind of double header, a kind of, um, you know, if are we keeping? Are we, you know, do that whole thing with the turning the cards? You know, like Australia. 
in England, you know. Oh, oh like oh, Wanted Down Under. Wanted Down Under, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Australia. Are we keeping it? Are we getting rid of it? Are we on the fence? You know what I mean? So, uh, uh, but so uh, anyway, so yeah, so, so, so we've uh, abused goggle bikers. We're going to abuse uh, wanted down under. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah so wanted, so we could call it um, uh, down under. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, carburetors down under. I don't know. So, uh, uh, so what do we think about that? Tickly down under. Tickly down under. Yes, that's um, that's what I'm hoping for later on. So, um. Aye, there we go. So you had the bike out, uh, had a good ride. So we'll do a, I think we'll do a wee thing about that. I plan to kind of pull mm. that together uh, with the new toy, hopefully. See if that'll work. See Aye. if that'll look good. We did do a wee chippy uh, run, didn't we? We did do a wee chippy run. So we took a wee run. Didn't Ayrshire? Didn't Ayrshire? Didn't Ayrshire? Burns country. Den. Burns country. Den. Aye. We were sleek at curing timorous beasties as we and, rode through the hills of Ayrshire. And for all intents and purposes, we were going to film some of it, you know, yep. but the um, just being out having chits and giggles and having the comms linked up and having no been out for a wee while. <clears throat> Although, we kind um, of forgot to put cameras I've, on. I've, <laughs> yeah, I forgot to put cameras on. So, um, uh, however, I've also got a message for you, uh, Mr. Creswell, that if we ever do that again, Yes, we have to we have, we have to pop into my mother in law's for a cup of tea. She was very upset. Oh, was she? Pop in. <laughs> All yes, right, okay. So, um, you have Next to add time. Coyleton into your into oh, your trip. Aye. Into your oh, is trip. that what she stays, Coyleton? Aye, aye. All right, so you have you to go. add Coyleton into your trip there, so that you can uh, pop in for a cup of tea. So we'll date we we'll date Coyleton for a cup of tea. Then we'll just come down the big hill. And we'll go into the caravan park, and we'll still be in the club there and have a cup of tea with him there. There you go. Perfect. And then winner, and then, winner, cup of tea, and your dinner. And, then, you and then we can have swishy, swishy bladders all about the road. Yeah, and then, uh, and then I had, the, I had her out again. Oh, on Sunday, True. popped over to the West End to see the boy who actually was in London, but he needed what things done in his house. So super dad pops over and moves furniture and gets all ready for his decorating. Take his walls painted. Um, so that was good. Um, and I also took out a uh, John's bike. For a wee tear of just to keep, keep it going, keep it running. And, you know, I keep forgetting how much I love riding that wee bike. So good. It's not even that wee, do you know what I mean? No, just love not. riding, you know. I always kind of think, oh, is it going to feel a bit funny with the, with the peg positions different from the Speedmaster and all that? Aye. Um, but actually, it's it, it's just a lo- lovely bike to ride. And the torque on it is just incredible. I still, I still get blown away by that over, <laughs> the overtake on it and that, you think, you know. I was going to say, I was, I was going to, say to you, I may as well date on here, but obviously next year, I don't know if we've really talked about this, but next year, obviously we're in midst planning for a wee trip next year. Um, we well, literally trip across the water there. Across the water. Crashed it, across the oil sea there now. Yes. Coming down to see, the clone and around the coast. I um, myself now. Now, my name is Daniel O'Donnell, and I'll be heading across there after the Galway goes to meet the Rose of Chile. Yes, that's a day four or five. Right. Um so I were obviously doing that, and there's you and I, and then there's Danny. I'll give Danny a shout over here. But Danny's oh, Danny. going Danny's to um, Danny's going to come with us, and his mate Dom is interested in going. So there's four days. Nice. I never thought to say if, depending on filming, if JB was wanting to go, mm-hmm. let us let us know. I think yeah, five is probably about the limit. I mean, I don't know what I mean. If Tom Cruise phoned and said, "Listen, I fancy doing that. Can I go?" We'd extend it to six. You know I suppose mean? we would. Uh, Tom, if you're listening, you, you, you've kind you're of got a welcome. free pass, mate. You've got a kind of free pass, pass, you know. Aye. Mission Impossible Galway Protocol. 
That's what you want. <laughs> At the ring of Kerry. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Which sounds like a, a movie on the top shelf. Mission Impossible, yeah, Ring of Kerry. Imagine it's going, breep, breep. What's that? That's Kerry's ring. Mr. Hunt, Aye. your mission should you choose to accept it. Yes. As they single track Maybe. roads for six days and right. I mean, we know we know Tom's an avid listener, so you, you know you never know he might pick up. Might, no, might, I know. It depends how schedule. Dead rec- depends how part two's gone for dead reckoning. Aye, that's true. You know that's true. It's, um, it's, st- it's still in its um, it's, st- it's still evolving, I believe. So, yeah. Aye. Mm-hmm. So, but I just thought we'd slip that in there while we're there. What else did well, you? What said, else have you been up to? Uh, so, um, sorry, I could. You're not getting, you're, I, I can't help myself. It, no. That's also what she said, but that's <laughs> another story. I'll do that one. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what else? So, uh, out in the, out there, out there, out the bikes, a wee bit of that, a wee bit of this. Ah, there we go. And then the new toy. So, and then the new toy. I'll be discussing that now. We'll be discussing that later. No, let's come, right. let's come on to that in a minute. We'll come on to that in a minute. So, what about you then? What we're going to come on to an impromptu new toy section. Yes, so, give us oh, nice one. So, give so, us a shout out your yours. So That's obviously I got the bike back, hey, mm-hmm. and it was the kind of take it easy, take it easy, take it easy, um, which I did do for the first hundred miles, and then I thought it would kind of start to ease it off a bit and start to eat the beans. Um, we obviously did the so chip. Just remind, remind everybody what, what you got done to the bike. Oh, it was a complete engine replacement. There we go, complete, complete engine replacement. Complete engine replacement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he got his cogs out for the boys. And he got them shoved back in again. But we'll not dwell on it. And it, to be no. honest, right, it smells like a new bike because you can mm-hmm. smell, for the first few miles, you could smell the engine bedding in. Um, and it definitely it definitely feels different. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, obviously, it's a brand new engine and everything's been stripped off it and then retightened. Do you know what I mean? Which is handy because it's coming up to its 5,000 mile service. Hmm, might save me some money. Um, but it definitely feels, I don't know if that engine's always had some sort of little niggle, the old one. And because the, the new one definitely feels, and I get yeah. it's a new engine, but it definitely feels tighter and sharper. And you know what I mean? It's not got as many, I'm not getting as many error lights when I'm or error codes when I'm switching it on and stuff now for some weird reason, which mm-hmm. is quite good. Which is obviously giving me, giving me back that confidence that I had initially in the bike. Um, because I, I, there is, I've been looking for, for other reasons which we'll come on to in a minute, and there's still nothing out there that, go, that I go. That's the bike. Do you know what I mean? Um, aye, so aye, you've been you've, you, you're bouncing around with things and going quite aye, like this, quite like that. Don't aye, you? But, but there's nothing that go grabs you by the cojones and goes, "That's the one." So yeah, so obviously we did a wee chippy run, which was good. We done through roads I haven't been on in a long, long time, um, and then we did the West Coast Triumphs Adventure Day, where it was an all day effort rather than a half day effort. Like, the last couple have been, um, and we had it away down. Did that leave from West Coast, or did you go? That, yeah, that left with West Coast for Triumph. Um, headed out, doing the 74 for a bit, came off at Lanark, and kind of headed down that way through, down towards Selkirk, and then out to the Glen Cafe at St Mary's Lock, and then came out of the back way and stuff. Um, cracking me day out, um, good, fair bit, fair few miles in it. Nice to get back on the roads, because I actually did some of that, and stopped at the Glen Cafe when we did our, our tour with Bruce. So to go back down the roads, it was like, for all it was only, what, three or four months ago. Aye. It felt like a year ago because of all the care we've had with the bike. So uh, it was nice. And again, nice storm away black pudding in that cafe. So one for, one for watching. We'll love a wee bit of storm away black pudding. We, we could take a wee trip down there um, 
when the new to test new toys in. Yes. And, we'll, new toys. and, and we'll come, um, again, we'll come on to that in a minute. The other bit of news, not so much my news, but news in our house, um, which kind of goes on to this whole warranty discussion that we had last episode. Aye. Um, Nicola's, my wife Nicola, has the Nightster 975, or at least had a Nightster 975, because it was in and out and in and out with the pipes issue, then the battery issue and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. she's just lost all faith in it at all. Now, this is a Harley Davidson issue. It's nothing to do with West Coast. Nope, Making it perfectly clear, West Coast have bent over backwards to try everything to make this, to fix things on the bike. But when it needs them parts for Harley Davidson, Harley Davidson on the expediting stuff, which is a bit rubbish on their behalf. Now, I get Harley are obviously going through some stuff. There's been some production shutdowns. There's been holidays and anniversaries and all that kind of stuff. But that's still no an excuse in my book. So, Nicola went back to the finance company and explained it's been through warranty, blah blah blah. We've went through the we went through the motions, but it's now at the point where enough's enough. So the finance company get involved, and this is where we talked about double indemnity before. The finance yes. company own the bike; you don't. You're just a registered you're just a registered keeper. So it's them and up to them to go and challenge it. Well, anyway, the finance company have been really good. They've investigated it, had a discussion with West Coast, went through everything that's been for and all that kind of stuff. And they've agreed just to give Nicola all money back that she's paid on that bike. So that's all in payments and all that kind of stuff. So she's getting that back once they, they pick it up. We just need to take a couple of bits off the bike that she bought extra, which wasn't a part of the warranty issue. So like a screening stuff. We'll take them and we'll aye, get them aye, back. Of course, yeah. And that's a, mean, a note to make, I think, as, as if you are adapting, quite often when you buy your bike and you, you want to add wee bits and bobs, like for instance, my Triumph, when I bought it, I got the I got the panels and that fitted at the time, but then we put on a backrest, a luggage rack, yep. and a seat, and, now and had, screens. Had you financed those, that mm-hmm. would have been included if you, for whatever reason, you had to yes. run the bike. That Aye. would have been included. However, you bought them yourself mm-hmm. with the money, so unless it's something you've bought to add on to try and improve a warranty issue or a fault or something like that in the bike, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you know I mean then. Some they may dispute it, they may not, but if it's mm. nothing to do with that, so for example, the windscreen we put on Nicola's bike was really just a comfort thing to stop wind blast if we were going for good long days out. Um, that they'll no refund, so it's fine, we'll just sell it private, yeah. you know what I mean? And there you go, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So Nicola will be in the market for a new bike, hence why we've been doing the rounds looking at some new bikes. Um, so aye, she's still kind of sold in the. Ninja Thousand, which is just nuts. Um, Absolutely. Bye. We'll see for there. Good nuts. It's good nuts. Good nuts. And then the only thing we had to kind of check in, or should have had to check in together for, was the live wire event, which we were supposed to go to the week before we recorded this. However, we both got up on the day of the event, looked outside, and it was absolutely biblical. biblical. Uh, to be fair, uh, to be fair, the the, the team that. The team that were organising this, the Harley Davidson team, or the Livewire team that were organising this, when they put it out and they put it up onto social media, everything was all about you were going to go to the Moss Pit Road or whatever. Moss Pit Lane, is it? Moss Pit. <clears throat> aye, aye. aye. Anyway, Which so is as far as when we signed up, but as far as we were concerned, it was Hillington, uh, just up the road from us. So even if the weather was a bit, ugh, do you know what I mean? We were only ten minutes up the road to it, and then we'd 
take the bikes out for 20 minutes. So even if you get a bit wet, yeah, not too bad, yeah. Um, um, and then about a week before we found out <laughs> that it was <laughs> Green Larrick, which is uh, one and a half hours away. Aye. On, you know, so on the and, 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 and Aye. No, we did. Just, I know. No. Just so we looked at the weather. The weather was terrible going up. Biblical. The weather was even worse up there. Biblical. Uh, and then, and I thought, and, and well, you know, you know my history with holidays and test rides, so you know I kind of like uh, to limit the risks. And, so, Harley, you know, and Harley's in the wet in general. Mm, Harley's in the wet in general. Yeah, exactly. So, um, although I'm sure these have got a few, a few hundred miles, a few thousand miles, maybe on the on the tires. Anyway, but um, so. Uh, so we, we decided to patch it, didn't we? We did. Um, we, but we, we did the right thing. We cancelled it. We cancelled it the night before, so we gave other people an opportunity to do up there to get on one of the bikes. And as far as I'm aware, I think they all get they all went out. So I I think they all did go. You know what I mean? It was pretty yeah. fully booked. So so yes, yeah, so we don't have a live wire event to talk about. And obviously next by the time I'm recording this, the weekend coming is Thunder in the Glens, which me and Nicola are booked in for. And we we're going to go up for, but then obviously my little dog had to go in for a wee operation on his leg, and he's scabs still not fully healed yet so he's still going to put like Luxo for the Pixar thing you know what I mean he's big oh, corner aye, aye. he's big corner the corner of shame aye we've, we've started corner Mike here and he just goes about banging into things Um, so we've had to cancel that as well so we're not going to Thunder either so we'll try and yeah. get out and maybe go to another couple of bike shops just to have a little niggle and have a look at some other things like the Ducati Multistrada V2 which is surprisingly low it's designed for low riders so is that right? I didn't realise it was that. It was super low. Cool. Aye, eight with the. It's seven ninety, which is the same right. same height as the Diavel that you sat on at the motorbike show. Ah, right. So right. seven ninety if you put the low seat option on it. Mhm. Well, cool. Do you know what I mean? Both of you look. Aye. So nice. there you go. Nice one. Right. So well, let's do an impromptu new toys impromptu. time. New, new toys time. Toys right, okay. time. We have new toys. Two toys. New toys. Do you want me to go first, or do you want you go first? Uh, you I'll go, go first because yours is quite well they're both quite exciting but yours is quite right. unusual so okay. in preparation for said trip and stuff um, and obviously having been away and used my phone on my bike I'm starting to get a little bit nervous about phones on cord locks and even though they've got dampeners on them especially if you're using it all day as a sat nav and stuff yep. and I thought no, I think yeah. quite fancy rather than I was saving money up because I was looking at an exhaust for the bike and stuff and I'm thinking if you put an exhaust on, you, if I decide to trade up my year's time, I'm just losing that, so I'm pissing money away. So I thought, mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at a dedicated sat-nav. So I have purchased the Zumo X-T2. Now, ooh, I, didn't, ooh. I could have went for the X-T, just a normal X-T, but the X-T2 comes with a tread app, which means that even anyone I'm out with riding can download the Tread app. I give them a code, they dial in, and then we can see each other on the map. So they can use the maps on the app, and I can use the Zumo, but it shows you. It's got little icons for each of the riders, so if we start to get spaced out, we can do that, and it spaces them in. And apparently there's a comms option as well, so you can communicate through the app. I don't know how that works. I've yet to look at that because it's only just arrived like a right. day or so ago. So yes, so I'm going to get that installed on a bike and then we may have a wee test run and a play with that. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. But that's when And, and, and if we go to Ayrshire, we have to pop into my mother's for a cup of tea. And your mother's for a cup of tea. Cathy, if you're listening, we'll be in for a cup of tea. There we go. And hopefully by that point, your new toys turned up. 
exactly. What is what your I have gone out and there's, I was watching a few YouTube videos and discovered this wee thing, which was a Kickstarter um, back um, last year. Um, and it's now shipping to normal people that haven't kickstarted. And it is a Hover Air X1, right? So Hover Air X1 is a self-flying drone at 120 grams, right? It's, so it's, it's looks so light, by the way. Yeah, it's super tiny, right? You know, it's um, it just sits in your back pocket, a pair of jeans, and it's foldable. So you literally just fold them. It's all encaged, so there's no um, there's no kind of propellers or anything like that. Propellers that to hit you, and you literally just launch it off. You don't you don't even need an app. You can run everything from the drone. You just launch it, and it'll it, it's got about four or five different drone modes that you can use on it. Um, you know, kind of roundabouts and dronies and you know, kind of bird's eye view things and stuff like that. It's, a it's um, autonomous. That's what they call it's it. An it's an autonomous, autonomous one, right? right. And, it, and it, I've I've watched a few reviews on it now um, from independent people whose reviews I kind of quite trust on the old day, uh, on the old um, YouTuber. Yes. And uh, it's it, it's a cool wee thing, yeah. It's not going to give you cinematic quality stuff, right? You know, like a like a Mavic Two or a Mavic Three. Or whatever no. like that, right? It's not no. going to do that. It shoots in 2.7k at 30 frames per second, though it can shoot at 1080p at 60 frames per second, so you can get a wee bit of slow motion on it, which is quite cool. Um, um, um and it doesn't go that fast, so you, you couldn't have it following you when you're on the bike, you know, no. at, at normal bike speeds. It'll, I think it goes at about 20, I think they say it goes about 28 kilometers per hour maximum. But, so, but talk about the really cool function that just blew my mind. With the we record an audio, yes. So, aye, exactly. So, what it can what it can do is, is if you link it up to your phone, the app will record your audio on the phone, so you can use it like a vlog, like a thing in a stick, and it'll follow you around, and you can talk. But what it does is, it uses AI, and it removes the sound of the drone, and it's, which is just and like, it's, it's, and it's just pretty impressive. By the way, I watched aye, it, I watched the so, guy. Last night, and to it? me, that was the clincher for me. I thought, well, that's you know, if we're going to go and test ride the live wire, for instance, you could fling that up behind you and just walk up to the live wire with that film when you're walking up to it, and you'd be speaking into the phone. You know, you can because what you can do is you can take your phone, attach a lavalier mic to it, so you get really crisp audio just come right. out of you. It'll remove all the the, the droney noises, and you can start to talk about the bike, and you can walk around the bike, and the wee thing will just follow you. Right. Now. It's got its limitations, right? It's very small, so it's battery life's about ten minutes. Um, so I got a couple of batteries for it, just so that you know as you, you do. Time do it as you do. Um, but it only takes about thirty minutes to recharge the batteries. So, you know, so it's, it's quicker it's, than a live wire. Exactly, quicker than a live wire. <laughs> so, um, so it's just a, it's just hopefully if it does everything that says it does in the tin, and and the guys that are watching YouTube are to believe, then it should be a crack me but I have to just chuck it in the bike, or even just chuck it in your pocket, and at any point. You know, I mean, one of the places I think we'd quite like to go is up to the old Skyfall Road and get some, just some kind of Skyfall when you crumble. Um, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, we could take the computer up there, but do we really need Adele? Hey, hey. <laughs> yes, Dan. I think you. I'm here all week, try to view. So, Other um, computer yeah, manufacturers so are available. So there you go. So, new toys. There we go. New toys. New toys. Yeah, yeah exciting. Adele. And, yeah. Other computer Adele. manufacturers are available. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. I just I think see just see for doing bike reviews or those little things or even just see if we were working on a bike just and you just as you see oh, you just hold and, it out and it goes and, and it flies yeah and quite quite an interesting thing is that it uses because it's so small it uses the cameras it doesn't use GPS right it uses right. the cameras around it to work out where it's going so it doesn't really have obstacle avoidance right no but 
it does small. fly really well indoors. So if you get permission, you know, we could take a walk through the the Triumph showroom, for instance, like if you know, right, a, a showroom back in a high but just let it follow you around the showroom. Do you know what I mean? The guy, um, the guy I watched last night, his thing, you know, it's got, a, it's got obviously you've got five different this little orbit right. and all that stuff, and he and there's a spare one for you, like you can, you can download like your own little thing for it, yeah. and he yeah. had the he had the dolly thing on yes. it so that it that, would that air photography guy standing aye, on the cliff, aye, aye, that, aye. Aye. and it was right. like it was like that is cool as hell. Yeah, so so the the the, the follow the tracking mode that will follow from behind. You can do dolly and it falls in front of you. Aye. So you know, so as, you, as you're walking towards something, you can video it, and of course it does the whole audio thing. I mean, so it's pretty cool. It's quite cool. I was quite impressed. Yeah. I did watch that. I did watch a couple of reviews last night and went, oh, "That's cool." Yeah. So go. so we're gonna give that. We'll give you a shot, and then um, and we met and, and I mean we'll have a bit of fun with it as well. We'll have a wee bit of video. Um, of us trying to see um, how fast we can get the bike to go before it loses <laughs> and all that kind of stuff you know what I mean so there'll be, some, there'll be some funny hold, games involved hold hold but that did get us thinking so I think in the next episode we haven't even started this episode really but in the next episode I think we're going to talk about kit um, we're going to talk about obviously all the stuff that we've kind of accrued over yes. the couple of years that we've been doing this because it's it is a couple of years, and um, a couple of years that we've been accruing since doing this stuff, we bought specifically for doing it, and then other stuff that we had that we didn't realise was good for this, and then stuff that we maybe bought that's absolutely crap for this, and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to go through that and, on the and, next and stuff that we bought that maybe isn't crap, but we've just never used. I was just never got rid of using it because I think I can I get too much stuff. Ah, anyway, here we go. But you yeah, don't need you know, an excuse. To I don't buy really crap. need seven cameras on the bike. You know what I mean. <laughs> still like some of quadrophenia on these cameras sticking in the bike anyway cool. so there you go so that was quite an extensive check-in but we did see yeah, it was going also to be filled, it, filled out the live wire space we had <laughs> I <laughs> did didn't it <laughs> <laughs> oh, right what we got next call out section call out section yes we're keeping this in because I'm quite liking this yeah yeah a big, a big call out to the team at West Coast Triumph for setting up our fantastic adventure day Mm-hmm. Uh, um, for your run during August, you know you t- talked about it in your check-in, but uh, you know I saw the videos. It was a great day, great roads, and as you said, top-notch food. Uh, in particular, Stornoway Black Pudding. Stornoway Black Pudding. Oh. Uh, shout out to Simon Weir. Um, we've utilised his books and his website to help us obviously plan our little trip to Ireland next year. Um, That's there's, right. There's still a couple of days, the first day and the last day we've still got to work on, but that is again logistics is in terms of where we're coming from and where we meet, so yeah. Um, again, the the west coast of Ireland is shaping up to be spectacular, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, if Simon's Roots, we've used Simon's Roots for the kind of wild Atlantic way, so it's quite cool. But if you are planning a route, and you want some inspiration, jump on to simonweir.co.uk um, and you can see he's already, he's got already made routes and trips and full tours and stuff like that and you can buy the GPX files for him. Um, they cost a pound, which is a, a bargain. So for the four days of the wild bad, which is four full days of riding, it's like cost us four quid and it's an absolute yeah. godsend. Um, and then you can just put it into Cali Moto or whatever, and you can actually just amend it as you see fit. So if you're at a different start point or put your hotels in, you can just drag it. A couple of waypoints, that kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. It's pretty cool. And Simon knows all those roads because he's ridden all those roads. Um, and he's also started a little merch range. He's got some nice, cool t shirts on there as well. So highly recommended if you can. 
pop over, have a look at Simon's stuff. Really nice guy, and his books are fantastic. You can really can highly recommend them. Cool, nice one. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm excited for this route next year. Um, we've got a shout out to our friends at AMR Motorcycles in Hillington. AMR, we uh, were in there a couple of weeks ago just for a look around, but specifically to have a wee look at the Moto Guzzi V100 Mandelo S, and it is lovely. Um, yes, folks, the guys at AMR have extended or expanded the floor space to accommodate Apriya and Moto Guzzi. So, um, if you want to get a closer look at these bikes a bit closer to home, get yourself over to the Hillington Estate in Glasgow and pay the folks at AMR a visit for Apriya, Guzzi, Royal Enfield, Benelli, and much more. And that's cutting. Yeah, it was like, again, that guy with the Steven Gerald impression. So, there you go. So that was the call outs for this month's episode. We have another couple of new sections, which, again, probably will or will not. I think one might, one might not. But this is just weird yep. fact of the show. I right? like this fact. This is a weird fact of the show, and this is a. If there's any fans of uh, the Last of Us out there, listen carefully. Yes. So this was brought up. Somebody brought this up to me during the week. Um, I was at, when I was actually walking the dog and saying, "Oh, you're a biker, blah blah blah." Have you heard this story before? Which I'd never heard, and I started obviously reading into it, and then that just got me going, "Wow, I need mm-hmm. to share this." So this is weird fact, right? So this story is a few years old, right? But it was first. It was I think it was 2011. I think the study started. Okay, but have you heard of a parasite that sells motorbikes? And that's the title, right, of the whole piece that we came through. Have you heard of the parasite that sells motorbikes? Yeah. And we're not meaning some sort of dodgy no. um, salesperson, you know, we're not talking no, something no, about there's loads, there's loads of parasites. Yeah, there's loads of them, but no, you know. No. So, out there in our alien world, there is a parasite called, and I'm going to try and pronounce this as best I can, Toxoplasmosis gondii, also known as Toxo, which primarily affects small rodents like rats and stuff, but it also can live in cats' stomachs, and it then obviously affects the cats as well. Now, in rats, when it kicks in, it actually takes control of the rat, right? And it makes rats attracted to the smell that cats put it, which is weird for the rats, right? And obviously slightly dangerous for the rats. It's I know, it's, it's bizarre, right? But it's because... The pa- because the parasite thrives on what's in the cat's stomach or the, whatever's in the line in the cat's stomach, it then and projects that onto the rats, which makes the rats behave in this weird way, right? Because obviously it's trying to preserve its existence. Now, so it's a bit like love potion number one. Aye. Anyway, I can't answer that. Aye, okay. I got, I got that. I don't think anybody else will get that, but I got that. No, right. Okay. So, that's the parasite. How does it sell bikes, is the question. And this is the bit that blew my mind. Well, Toxo can affect the human brains as well, especially in the amygdala, which is the emotional centre of the brain, okay? Now, this parasite... only love me for my body. (laughs) (laughs) You're my best friend. The parasite has two sides. They didn't expect that, did you? No, No, I did not. Almost the angel and the devil scenario, okay? Now, if it affects, when it affects a woman, right, and I kid you not, you can look this up and I'll tell you where to go and look it up, but I'm not making this up. But in the woman, the angel side appears, right? So that women get more hearted, outgoing, more conscientious, all the kind of positive traits. Love it, love it, right? yes, Comes yes. out, sounds great. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. However, 
in men, we Old get we get men. we get the bad side. We get the devil side. So it makes us more impulsive. Makes us a bit less. Makes us a little bit more stupid. Less adverse to risk. Hence the sale of motorbikes. Now, this study all came about by a guy called Robert Sapolsky at Stanford University, and he did a whole range of research and stuff into it years ago. And during his research study, he was actually talking to a doctor for Stanford Hospital, and he had mentioned that when... Rather morbidly. Rather morbidly. When there's a motorbike accident and the rider dies, they should always check the organs for toxo. And when they do, toxo is usually present in the organs of the rider. And that's the bit that then makes us go, oh, I'm just going to buy a motorbike and I'm going to go and I'm going to take chances and all that. And they think it's because they've had this toxo parasite in them. Uh, weird. That is the last of us stuff in it. It's scary. weird, but scary. So that is scary. If you want to know a bit more about it, either Google the parasite that sells motorbikes or look up Robert Sapolsky. So that's Robert, S-A-P-O-L-S-K-Y. Does sound like, does sound like a film noir, uh, P.I. Doesn't it? Robert Sapolsky. Robert Sapolsky. Aye. Sounds like a New York detective. And the parasite mothers. Aye. Parasite mothers. And in, in, in the uh, Jewish community. Robert Sapolsky. Um, yeah, look up Robert Sapolsky for Stanford University and the research he did on uh, tox, uh, toxoplasmosis gone die. And there you go. Really weird... And I thought, oh, yes. got, we've got to but, share this. But, a, but an interesting, fun, weird and we scary fact. So good to share this. But there you go. That I'm was glad we started fact. with that and we'll move on to something slightly more amusing. Now, before uh, you move on to something amusing, okay, right, yes, I have I'm got, going to move on. I have got yes. Button of the Week lined up specifically for this. Right, so do you want right. to do Button of the Week first? Right, or? so no, I want you to run through and before, oh, we start, okay. before we start reading the first, yep. I'll, let you read the, I'll let you read the first one. Right. right, and then and we're going to have Button of the Week. So this is, a, this, is a, this is a, a, a little feature that that is that is a an osmosis into Button of the Week. Oh, yes, osmosis. a symbiotic relationship, <gasps> a bit like Toxo Plasmosis Bondi. Bondi Beach. That one, right? Father, like that, to, father to a murdered yes. son. <laughs> so it's funny place name. So we know, right? We know. We're hoping this takes off and we hope you all get involved oh, as you're so listening, good. right? Um, like Jay and Dunk, nicknames that you must have seen in TikTok. Uh, uh, yeah, and TikTok, that's what the, all the young people are doing, they're TikToking. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I always thought that was uh, you meant sweetie she got. Have, have you never have you never seen have you never seen Jay and Dunk's nicknames? I've never seen on TikTok. TikTok. Oh my god, mate, you're missing it. Seriously, right, Jane okay. Dunk. Right, okay. No, I see the trouble is right, if I start doing that, I will go down the rabbit hole of well, all rabbit holes. So, so right. Jane Dunk obviously present like the rock show and a radio station in New Zealand, right? Right. I, and, I, I, and they're I, kind I, of bikers, right? And it's all you I mean a lot of the stuff is kind of biker orientated and stuff and the beta bikers and they wear the Harley gear and whatever, right? But they're they've got a nicknames thing that started as one off and then just exploded. Right. right, and I'm hoping that's one of these. I'm hoping this is the next one. Right, cool. So this is the the new Jane Dunk nicknames. Right, got you. Okay, I, I get it now. I'll get it now. Cheers, bro. Thank you very much. Sweet <laughs> so ass. All right. 
Well, you wanted to give you know some of the funny or rude place names that you have come across. See, I'm trying to do that in a Antipodean <laughs> accent and it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> Although, to be fair, and I digress slightly before we do funny face names, but I was talking to my mate um, I went to school with who now lives in Australia and I was chatting away and his daughter turned around to him and says, I don't understand what the bearded man's saying, right? That was me <laughs> speaking in my, in my Scottish accent. Um, so, um, so, um, <laughs> uh, so I just, so I then went, hello there, do you understand me now? Because I can talk like this. And she went, yeah, I do, thanks. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> That's bizarre. Anyway. Bilingual Ian. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, so this week, we read an article in Bike Magazine that gives us a startler. A startler. That means a, a starter, but it's a, a startler. A starter, right. Some of the words are a bit startling, yeah. Mm. So here we go. So this is our funny place names. And we've got a few here to start us off, but we're looking for lots of funny place names. Send us them in. We'll read them out um, and uh, and let us know um, your funny place names near you or uh, that, you've, um, that you've driven through. So first up, located in Loughborough, is Butthole Lane. It's... Inflatable filth, that's what it is. It's the 20 foot cock and balls, man. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, man. Right, okay. Yeah, so, um, the next one is Moisty Lean. It's inflatable filth, that's what it is. It's the 20 foot cock and balls, man. <laughs> I can't even do it. Um, it's, uh, it's just south of Stoke. Yeah, the moisty lane is just south of Stoke. I'm not going to do um, I'm not doing the button for the next one. No, no. Because we'll not make Ashbourne, it to the end. At Ashbourne, this is not where Jeremy Clarkson lives, but there is a place called Knob Farm. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, in Belper, which is north of Derby, there is Spanker Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the uh, forget uh, the uh, island tour. We're going to tour uh, all these we're places. Going to lane, right? Um, Butts View is in Bakewell. There you go. Let's see where all the tarts are. And hey. uh, and I think uh, <laughs> favourite so far <laughs> is absolutely true. Right? If you're American reading this, it might not be quite as funny, but <laughs> because um, it's, because it means something uh, slightly opposite, slightly slightly around the corner in, in America. But in this one, uh, there's a river in Perth, Scotland. Called Fanny Burns, <laughs> <laughs> and if you're Fanny Burns, you're not doing it right. That's what no, I say. No, <laughs> that deserves. It's yes. inflatable filth. That's what it is. It's the twenty foot cock and balls, man. So, if you have any, please, please, please send them through as we find these hysterical. We are, we are children, children. Man, childs. Um, here we go. Right, what have we got next then? It's inflatable filth. It's inflatable filth. Yeah. Right, go. What have we got next? Hit the button. Uh, I'm okay, guessing please. where the button is here. Hello. It's now time for the news. That was close. I wasn't quite sure that's where the news was because I was too busy hitting. It's inflatable filth. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Anyway, what's first up? <sighs> We need a bath after that. Uh, first up, the Ducati anniversary bike. Um, mm. Ducati 2024 lineup begins with a new model celebrating 30 years of the monster. The monster. The 30 anniversary special edition limited. I don't know why they call it special edition that's, limited, but there you go. That's easy for you to say. And I don't know why I just call it. I don't know why I just don't call it 30th anniversary instead of the 30th anniversary. Anniversario. 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 
Anniversario. It's said to be the latest monster ever, and early warning, they're only making 500, which is a bit of a downside, although good if you actually get your hands on one. So... I would I would expect that it has a you only make five hundred of them price tag as well, am I right? Uh, quite possibly. Mm, quite possibly. possibly. Mm-hmm. Um this is the first of a few new releases with another five coming um in different ranges between now yeah. and I think November time. Um the anniversario pays tribute you have to say that in the accent i know you do and of a serial uh pays tribute to a bike that began back in 1993 with the 904cc m90 with ducati having now sold in excess of 350,000 monsters across the world during that time this latest machine builds on the current 937cc monster which kind of got its new facelift back in 2021 um that bike was the first monster to go with it the the trademark kind of trailer chassis um, which did divide opinions a wee bit the kind of well, traditionalists like, aye. Yeah. Um, but because that, that obviously gave it a nice strong kind of road presence and stuff so but hey, there you go, the times we are changing, now we said that this was the latest monster yet and with a claimed 184 kilograms the new monster 38 it's 30, it's like a, they don't even call it 30, it's 30 with an extra wee zero thing above it. It's like, it looks like 30 degrees. It, it looks like 30 degrees. Yeah. But it's not really. But I'm just going to call it the Monster 30 Anniversario. Anniversario. Yeah. Uh, it's four kilograms lighter than the stock and two kilograms lighter than the most sportier SP version. So... That means that you can still go out and buy yourself a couple of bags of sugar and you're still fast. And you're still fast. Still faster than the guy that bought the SP. Now, it's powered with the same 937cc Testa Strata V-twin engine that produces a very respectable 109.5 brake horsepower. Uh, God knows how many RPMs. It's probably about, it's probably about eight thousand something RPMs, mm-hmm. and it's got a torque of sixty eight point seven pound foot of torque, which again will sit in the mid range, about six thousand RPM. The monster's heart is identical, and that's good as it is a very well established unit. And while there may be a little vibration, you're going to expect that anyway through a normal through a V twin. Yeah, um, it actually probably gives the bike a little bit of character, so you can't really complain. Now. The paint job on the anniversary special is distinguished by its tricolour scheme, or tricolour scheme, depending on how you say it. Um, inspired by the sportiest monster models of the past, there have been more than 35. Um, and it covers the bike, including the front cowl, um, which isn't seen on the standard models. There's also an embroidered 30-year logo on the seat, a dedicated animation on the 4.3-inch TFT when you switch it on, with this unit also helping um, to control lean-sensitive electronics and binder modes and all that kind of good stuff. Again, with it being a limited run, you'll find a unique number etched onto a plate at the top of the yoke with a certificate of authenticity and a special bike cover to go alongside it. Finishing off the look is a pair of gold Olin's forks and gold rims that have been specially made for this model. Now, while this, while that engine hasn't changed, don't think this is just a tartan up effort by Ducati. The anniversary edition 
will be sharing many components with existing XP. That includes the Olin's NIX 30 forks, which are 0.6 kilos lighter than the standard, 43 minimum non-adjustable ones, and it's designed to improve both front-end feel and ground clearance. There's also an Olin's steering stampener and Brembro-style Emma front brake calipers. The brakes are 0.4 kilograms lighter than the standard uh, four-piston Brembo monoblocks. Um, Again, cutting onto a 320mm disc, um, which again sheds another 500 grams of load. All of this sits on a nice new set of 17-inch Ford rim, Ford, Forge drums, the Ford drums like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody's wild, somebody's Ranger wild tracks. Like that. That's a nice bike, but these these rims are huge. Aye, new seventeen-inch forged forged rims. Wearing a pair of uh, Pirelli Diablo Rosso four tires, which are surrounded by front and rear mud guards that are all carbon fiber. Blah blah blah. It's got all the toys. Finishing, um, finally, sorry, there's a lithium-ion battery um, and the soundtrack has been enhanced via a road legal Termagione slip-on, which we had, what we talked about the Termagione, um God knows how many times on this show when we've talked about the catty. Now, as we get closer to the year end, we assume more details will be revealed about some of the finer details of this bike, some of the little tiny wee things that you're not going to get on that initial first kind of blurb that they send. Um, the one thing we can say is that, and here's the kicker, the price does look to start at 16095 quid, which given there's only 500 being made and it's a special edition, it's actually a decent price. Probably not going to lose much in that, are you? Let's be honest. No. If it's only 500, you know, I mean, I know like, like the, when, when Triumph bring out the limited edition bikes, they, they bring them out for a year. So mm-hmm. there's, so there's, you know, they could sell five hundred, they could sell five thousand. You know, it doesn't. Aye. This is this is a finite amount. So Aye. that that's always. This a, is more like a CCM. You yeah, mean yeah, they're CCM gonna go? We're making that, that yeah. and that's it. The color that we talked we talk about the 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 tricolor. It's kind of white and red on the tank, and then at the bottom of the tank it's green, and then the back cowl is kind of green and white. So it's obviously Italian flag, I mean the cat and stuff like that. Um. But it's really, really nice. And for all we're saying, the the, the forks, the front Owens forks are gold and the wheels are gold. They're not really gold. I think they look more like a... Bronzy. Like a titanium kind of, bronze or something like that. Uh, they're really yeah, quite they're nice. Really nice, yeah. They're really nice. It's a nice, nice bike. Do you know what I mean? It is very, it's very Italian. Do you know what I mean? But again, I'd be interested to see what else they do on the run up to November. Because that's, yes. you I mean, that's what they're hinting at, is they're going to do more. So, let's wait Yeah, especially if they're keeping that colour scheme. I do like the colour scheme. I think it looks really classy. Really like it. Aye, I think, I think really, the picture really doesn't like do it justice. I think I think in a flesh, it's going to look even better. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but Google the picture, folks. Have a look and uh, let us know your thoughts. That'd be good. What's that um, next? Is, I like it. I think it's a cracking little bike. Aye, it's nice. You know. But 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 having loved the, 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 kind, of, the, the kind of external chassis one, I still love the monster. And, and all its guises, I really do. I was going to buy it. My very first big bike was going to be a monster. I was kind of mm. sold on monster, monster, and then I couldn't test drive one because the local Ducati dealer at the time, which isn't the one that's there now, wouldn't let you test drive it because you hadn't had your full license for a year. They said, yeah. "Oh, we'll take you out in a pill, you know." And I, ah, okay, no, 
Thanks. In the words, I mean, in the words of Craig David, I'm walking away. That is pretty common. It would be nice if you could have an option to pay, pay additional for your... Additional you know, excess or something like that. Aye, something aye, like absolutely. That. Anyway, yeah, not so. So they kind of lost a sale we didn't they? Pretty much. I, I, I would have probably ended up with a monster because I did like, mm-hmm. it was at the 821, I think it was at the time. Mm-hmm. I did like the monster. Mm. Oh, well. Ah, here, we next. Go. here we go. Yamaha. Next. Yamaha. Yamaha are bringing out a 25 year anniversary R1. Uh, and especially for Dan Teo, it is for the track only. Here we go. <laughs> so it's a special 25 year anniversary R1. Um, Teo edition. It's not really. Uh, it's a track bike only, right? Start saving. Yamaha are marking. Uh, so, what was that? Start saving. Start saving, Dan. Uh, maybe sell one of the kids. You'll be fine. Go right, you know. <laughs> or a kidney. Except. Yamaha are marking 25 years. Irene's going to call us for saying that. I know. <laughs> persona, persona non grata there, right? Anyway, so Yamaha are making, a mark, mark, are making, are marking 25 years of the R1 with a 25th anniversary track only edition of their R1 GYTR Pro Superbike. The closest thing customers can buy to a race winning world superbike. Um, standing, what does GYTR stand for? GYTR or Gitter. <laughs> get yourself uh, to racing it's called get yourself to racing right <laughs> genuine Yamaha technology racing there you oh, go that was close 25% right and you basically you go so fast that you skitter in your gitter that's that's the trouble <laughs> there we go you're so fast you skitter in your gitter right anyway pro pass the Olympic <laughs> hang on hang on hang on there's a there's a small intermission there's an ad break Having trouble with that difficult second album? Get yourself a new <laughs> Yamaha R1 Gitter. Yeah. Stop that skitter with your gitter. <laughs> <laughs> it should be start that skitter with your start gitter. Start that skitter with your gitter, yeah. Sorry, um, Yamaha. The next ad belt's a modium, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so standing for genuine Yamaha technology racing, not skitter. Pro parts for the limited edition anniversary R1 include a stronger, lightweight carbon rear subframe designed to accommodate both a modified fuel tank with a lower centre of gravity and the Magneti Marielli ECU. You'll also find an you'll also find an underslung swing arm developed specifically for the Yamaha's WSB race bikes to increase lean angle and rear grip, plus Brembo brakes all round. Carbon fiber bodywork covers everything up with the latest in electronics. To celebrate the original YZF R1 arriving in 1998, Yamaha Europe have packaged up the full range of these pro parts to build 25th anniversary bikes, costing, are you sitting in for this? Costing 159 euros each. Sorry, 159,000 euros each. It's yep. inflatable Just take that That's in. what it is. <laughs> yes, take that in. €160,000 for a bike that you cannot ride to the shops for milk. Anyway, we digress. Darren, sell both the wings. Now, this bike comes with a very special paint job, paying tribute to the original machine, which is red at the belly pan, black across the middle and engine, with the top end and tank white. There is obviously a lot more to it than that with, Jama, with Yamaha's gitter um, on the centre section also. One to be seen. Um, it's prepared to the customer's exact requirements. Those opting for a UK chassis setup can choose between Crescent Yamaha, who operate the factory WSB effort, and Raceway Motorcycles, who run the British superbike team, um, McCams Yamaha, MCMS Yamaha. 
Chassis-wise, it's pretty much the same spec as our BSB bike and the WSB bike, Raceway's boss Steve Rogers told MCM. Steve Rogers? Steve Rogers, exactly, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Captain America himself. (laughs) It's got the very latest parts on it. It's got the same swing arm as O'Halloran's bike, the same carbon subframe that Toprak and Locatelli run, the same fuel tank, forks, brakes, oil cooler, radiator, and a similar exhaust system to the factory one. The shock is different, though. Well, the shock is the price, but <laughs> also <laughs> the shock is different. Right? Aye. Aye. Um, we build them from the ground up, so Dem- we start with a bare frame and add on all the special parts because there's so little of it that's standard. Rogers continues. It's only t- it's only 25 for the world market and we're making two of them, but they're all sold now. Sorry, Teal, you have to keep the wains. Sorry. They're all sold now. That's the only reason we're actually talking about this is because we knew they were all sold. Ah, if they were only sold, yeah. we'd have been in hot water with Irene. Exactly. Um, it is literally the nearest thing you can buy to a factory superbike. <coughs> Excuse me. Alongside owning your very special bike, each of the 25 owners will spend a day at a race circuit with a team of Yamaha technicians. So after your initial setup, owners will be run through the same process Yamaha's World Championship teams use to fine-tune settings for each individual riding style. It's a lot of money, but it will be a tailored crotch rocket after you buy it, transport it, ride it, skitter yourself, <laughs> fine tune, and then skitter yourself some more. Yep. It's, uh, you it's, can see it now. It, it, I is really, the epitome, I really like. it is the epitome of the phrase, this is when you know that adrenaline is brown. Do oh, you know what I mean? Totally. And you'll totally. see it or that fucking, that livery. Do you know what I mean? You will it's see it. It's just a stunning, 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 stunning looking machine. To be honest, right, the one thing that I don't like about it is the fact that it's got GYTR plastered across the middle. See, if that hadn't been there, that would have been absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Although, I have to say, having Yama Lube on your, on your front kill is a bit dodgy as well, isn't Aye, it? Aye, that's a bit you know? dodgy. You know what I mean? Powered by Yamalub. Yeah, Yamalub. G-Y-T-R, Yamalub. Mm. That sounds like, you know, <laughs> K-Y's big brother. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. Yamalub. Hmm. You fancy going into the pharmacy and asking for that? Hello? Yeah. You got any Yamalub? Excuse me. You got any Yamalub? No, just the K-Y but, stuff, big man. Um, I don't mind the gitter on it. Or at least I didn't mind the gitter on it until all I can now see is skitter. So that's maybe maybe we've, we've all, all I can see is Yamalub, to be honest. And it's, the sm- it's one of the smallest decals on that bike. Do you know what I mean? But all yeah, that's that I can see. Yamalub is um, prevalent in, in my understanding and joy. Oh, so it's maybe not just on the kill, it's on the fairing as well. Maybe Yamalub is what you is what you naturally exude every time you ride it. Maybe that maybe <laughs> that's maybe that's, maybe that's what they call shit at high speed. Yamalub. Uh, Yamalub uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, starts a wee bit of brown yam a little bit there now, son. Thanks very much. Greasing up the track. Uh, hey, what have we got next? Uh, BMW's new electronic suspension. Mm. Mm-hmm. And this one, for all the geek in me, this actually quite excited me. Uh, not in that way, but do you know what I mean? Um, not in the Amalu way. No. It's inflatable filth. That's what it is. Um, BMW have led the way when it comes to electronic suspension and their next generation is going to offer even more. Even more. Even more. Right up there next to ASMR. Even more. Right next, find it on the shelves next to Yamalub. Um, For the first time, a production bike will soon be available or soon be able to change its suspension dampening, spring rate and ride height, both front and rear, in an instant, BMW calls this system. That was my instant. 
go. I never heard that. That's it. It's, I can hear that. Can you hear that? No, no. I can hear it. So maybe it's you going. If, 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 did you hear that? No, well, no I never heard that. See, yet. that's an instant. There we go. We're, 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 we're clicking our fingers into the microphone in case, oh, in case we're going, and this is instant, and then you just get. Uh, if, it's not, if it's not there when I come to edit it, I'll add in a. Add in a click. Yeah, Aye. Anyway, um, BMW calling this system SAF Next, and no idea what bike it's going to be installed on first. However, September 28th is far approaching and fast approaching and that's going to be the 1300GS and my money would be on it's on that bike, right? I, I, I think I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be taking that bet. I wouldn't be betting against that. No. no. Now, the big feature of SAF Next is its ability. I'm just going to call it SAF because SAF Next no. sounds... I know that's their official title, but that's just annoying. So the big feature of SAF... It sounds like, it sounds like the South African clothing store. Based upon <laughs> Steph next, next Steph next retail, retails of the UK. Yeah, I'm just going to need a Steph next. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like you're Australian accent. Um, <laughs> the, the old, the old, the old, the old. Right here, I'm a Jamaican. Good eye. Uh, the big feature of SAF is its ability to switch between two spring rates almost instantly. This is hugely significant as no rival system currently alters the shock spring stiffness. So, for the rider, this means you can have a more compliant spring rate um, for a comfortable solo ride and then swap it in milliseconds for a firmer spring rate when you want to ride a bit more aggressive or if you start to load up with luggage and pillions, which we'll talk about. And that's, and that's brilliant. Yeah, that's now, brilliant. the secret to this system lies with the shock's long chamber. <laughs> Maybe that could be a place name somewhere. Shock long chamber. Shock long chamber, maybe. Inside. Yeah, Thunder's heading into shock long chamber. Shock chamber. Inside is a second spring, so actually it's two. It's two extra springs, one coiled inside the other, um, to cause to minimise the length, um, which can be brought into play or isolated when the rest of the shock via a switchable valve. With the valve shut, the shock behaves normally, but when opened, it takes just point one seconds. Oil pressure pushes on a separating piston connecting to these extra springs, effectively increasing the shock's overall spring rate, which is it's quite technical, but quite yep. clever. I'm lost already. The unit BMW demonstrated to MCN features a 140 Nm spring with an increase of 30 Nm when the valves are opened. This gives it 20%, makes it 20% more stiffer. Um, which is quite a sizable difference. Mm -hmm. SAF also features BMW's new automatic ride height system, which lowers the bike when you are riding slowly to help a rider put their feet down, very similar to ARH, which Harley introduced on in Pan America. The ride height is changed by a hydraulic pump that can rapid, rapidly add or remove preload from the top of the shock. If a bike uses a shock at each end, as in with telelever, both shocks will be adjusted at the same time um, by the same pump, which means the front and back can be raised and lowered. Right? It's really quite clever. It'll, it'll be interesting to see it in action. Now, obviously, BMW have always had a, a really good electronic suspension package mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with switching it between Dynamic and Dynamic Pro and all this kind of stuff. It's really quite clever, but this will take it to the next level where you can almost, and if they make it fully customizable, where you can literally kind of notch it electronically, it's going to be so cool. Now, 
BMW claim lowering both ends reduces the seat height of a, the bike by 30 millimetres and it takes less than a second while lifting both ends up again, rear shock first end front, takes less than three seconds. Now that's lowering the bike by 30 millimetres. If you also put a load seat on a bike, then say maybe reduces it 15 or 20 mil, that's like a 50 mil reduction on which a standard is, bike. Low riders is, which is uh, for low riders is for really, really clever. Which means if you want an XR or a GS or a whatever they put it on, no more putting lowering kits and all that kind of stuff on, the suspension could just be adjusted electronically, which is quite clever. And I keep saying it's quite clever, but it's quite sister, quite clever. Now, this new system is a game changer in terms of rider customization. If customo- if if it's customizable with riding modes, this could add a whole new dimension for the rider, right? And if it could be intelligent and automatically adjusting, then it's going to be mind-blowing. So you think about it, you come off the twisties, right, where it's all set up stiff and you're having fun and you're throwing it about, blah, 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 and then you come into a town and you know you're going to be in the town for a wee while because it's quite a long town or big town. If that automatically detected that you were coming into town or going into a theatre or whatever and then softened it up, lowered your ride height because it knows you might be stopping the lights and stuff, if that did that automatically and then... You leave the town, you go back into the twisties, you start to take it up, the bike raises up, it starts to stiffen up the springs. It could just be, it could be the ultimate bike. Do you know what I mean? And you don't have to then faff about with it, it would do it automatically. If that, if they can make it do that. And that would be quite impressive. Again, watch this space. My money is it'll be on the 28th of September when they launch the new 1300 GS. I've got a funny feeling this might be on it. Hence why they've now started the it. And we all over the the, the, the standard of it. And probably oh. all the tech about it was done at Birmingham. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Do you know what I mean? Which, obviously, we've no mentioned whether we're going or not going to Birmingham. I think we are trying to go right. to Birmingham this year. Well, it's just work at the logistics of it all. The logistics. And hopefully go there, yes. Because we didn't good. we did enjoy that last year. But it'd be nice to have a wee no, bit more good. time this year. Just yes. for shits and giggles. And get actually booked on some stuff. Um, whereas we're on that front, we're running beers, about. Um, in between before we go, you know, that kind of thing. Yes. Nice. There we go. There we go. What's hey, up next? What we've got next, we've got bloody potholes. Bloody potholes, mate. Bloody potholes. Yes, the state of our roads in the UK has reached an all-time low. RAC figures show patrols went out to more than 8,100 vehicles left stricken by pothole damage between April and June in 2023. Yeah, just between April and June. Right, three months, 8,100 vehicles that have been whapped by a pothole. Whapped. This is the highest number in five years. And since the start of the year, the RAC has dealt with 18,250 breakdowns for damaged shock absorbers, broken suspension springs, or distorted wheels. And that's just the RAC. We've got all the other guys, the AA, Green Flag, yep. you know, Direct Line, all these guys, right? So additionally, the figures show that 27,250 breakdowns occurred in the 12 months up to the 30th of June 2023 where vehicles have been damaged by a pothole compared to 22,800 over the same period in 2022. That's an increase of 20%. The statistics come at the same time as the annual local authority road maintenance or alarm group has highlighted reduced road budgets and increasingly poor roads. 
honest. And, and you know, one I have to say, just as a digress, but because it's, it's, it's related to this, the one thing there's there is one wee thing about the 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 triumph that I'll go into in a bit more detail when I'm talking about it. But the the suspension can bottom out quite regularly, and it does it when you hit an effing pothole. Anyway, Aye, the last or, thing. Oh, hang on wait a minute, or or when you're when you're going around certain corners, and all I heard in my comms was. As you, kept catching the, as you kept catching the pegs in the front. <laughs> I know. Anyway, and the front. Anyway, so the last time pothole related breakdowns recorded in Q2 soared past the 8,000 mark was when the UK was hit with the Beast of the East, oh, which beast. plunged much of the UK into a deep freeze under a blanket of heavy snow. And obviously, there was like a three star cycle that just all the roads. So, while changeable weather explains some of the damage, the largest contributor is a shocking lack of funding for road repair. Although outright payments have increased, when inflation is taken into account, funding has dropped. According to the 2023 Alarm Report, the Alarm Report found that highway maintenance budgets across England and Wales have increased by 4.5% to £25.8 million per authority. But this does not keep pace with the impacts of rising inflation. So while 53% of authorities reported a cut or freeze in their highway maintenance budget even before inflation. Now, here's some scary facts. Um, the average shortfall in the 2022-2023 carriageway budget has increased by 20% to £7.7 million per authority, with the short total shortfall across England and Wales reaching £1.3 billion. Squid, yeah? So £1.3 billion of, of total shortfall and maintaining your roads. Mean, and meaning the one-time catch-up cost has increased again by a further 11% to a new high of £14.02 billion, and the remedial work would take over a decade to complete. By yeah. that. You know, and, and, and I know we're quoting England and Wales figures here, but it's it's the same all over. You know, um, you know, there's cuts and, and everything about for all the authorities. What can we do about it? Well... Apart from going out there and just doing a Richard Branson and filling in the pot, was it Rod Stewart? Who was it? Uh, Who filled in his own uh, pot? Rod Stewart, wasn't it? Wasn't it Branson? Branson, oh. wasn't he Branson? He'd hit somebody else, didn't oh, it? it was an old man with bad hair, right? Anyway, so despite <laughs> budgets being tight, it's essential, essential to report potholes so that they can be bumped up the council's agenda. Now, you can go to the council directly via its website or visit www.gov.uk forward slash report dash pothole. <laughs> well, well, they'll do nothing about it. Well, they'll do nothing about it, but you can report it, yeah. Aye. Or you can write or visit your MP and complain. Aye. Also, if you do fall foul, check your insurance policy. Some fully comprehensive insurance policies will often cover pothole damage, but proof must be provided. You know, hit a pothole and you think it sounds bad, stop a can't take a picture. Just stop a can't take a picture of your pothole. And it's, it means your metadata tells you when you took the picture, when it was taken, all these kind of things. Yeah. And the other thing is, is if you're reporting it on a government site to report a pothole, at least there's a, a record of there being a pothole there. Yep. Which also so helps. I, and so if you hit a pothole and insurance, you can go to the government site and check that that's, you've reported it. Right. Yep. Some insurers, however, do treat pothole damage as at fault. So do check the small print. Yeah. Check your potholes. It's your small print for your potholes. Yeah, that's what you've got to do. <laughs> it's inflatable filth. That's what it is. It's the twenty-foot cock and balls, man. <laughs> Quite a lot of that. Inflatable filth. That's what it is. Do you know something, right? That's the last few episodes. I feel that we've actually provided some actual solid, like, information that could be useful. Yeah, do you know what absolutely. I mean? 
We, we need to stop that. You know what I mean? I know it's, we're going to have to. That's not working. We're like, we're like old school original Top Gear, but they actually gave a, gave a damn about the cars and, and information, you know, as opposed to just. It was a long the, time ago. Aye, that was a long, it was a long, long, long time ago. Long, long time ago. With, with, with Tiff, Tiff Needle, or whatever his name is. Tiff Nadell. Tiff Nadell. Aye, and no Matt LaFucking Blanc. By the way, and that's yeah. his official name, Matt LaFucking Blanc. Anyway, that was the news. I'm not pushing the button. Nah, don't push a button. Because I can't, I just don't think I'll get a luck to hit that button twice. No, no, <laughs> What have we got next then? What have we got next? It's time for... The Big Question. See, I always remember where that button is for some reason. I don't know uh-huh. why. Bizarre. Anyway, this, week big, this week's big question. Two's up. Why is my bike so heavy? That's exactly it. Now, obviously people listen to this in Scotland will, will identify two's up as... Um, is a hand gesture that could be made to someone who's not driving to the best of their ability. Um, yep. Whereas everyone else would just not get that reference. Anyway, two's up, why is my bike so heavy? Taking a pillion is a test of your riding. Get it right and you can trigger a lifelong love of bikes in someone that's brand new. Get it wrong and they'll hate bikes and possibly you forever. So here's how to be a pillion friendly rider. We're going to run through some things. Yes. I can only call them things, right? Yes. Yeah, Just ob- observations and little nuggets that we've either come across ourselves or dug up through our vast researching process, which yeah, was um, me late at night. Like, Google it. <laughs> it was me late at night trawling through other people that have had similar experiences um, or created a lot of videos or blogs about it. Okay, let's go. Number one, get your head right. Right, so if you're tempted mm-hmm. to show them how absurd, absurdly, absurd, absurd, say that, absurdly, absurd, I can't say it. If you're willing to show them just how quick your bike is, right, mm-hmm. or to scare them for a laugh, or to demonstrate that you should be the next MotoGP rider, then have a word with yourself because that's not what this is about. Have a bloody word with yourself, Have a word. Son. Shake yourself up and get yourself down. Get that nonsense out of your head. Your mission is not to impress them, but to make them love bikes and love going on the back of a bike, right? If you can get them to love being on the back of the bike, great. If you can get them then to go, God, I really want to do this, and then convert them into a biker, even better, your work is done. Now, the way to do that is to start slow. Ride smooth, build up speed gently. Again, better to leave them wanting more than stomping off in a huff and going, oh, I don't like that. You drive like a fucking idiot, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Just don't. And no sounding like Andy Murray. Do you know what I mean? Uh, stop it. Like, like, going too fast. Um, if you doubt what a hellish experience being a pillion can potentially be, ask to go in the back of a lady sports bike riding mate's bike as a pillion. And that should give you all the... And everybody knows mm-hmm. one of those lady sports bike mates. No, I. Right? And if you don't have one, it's probably you. Yeah. And if you do join, if you do enjoy it, you've probably got that toxo on you. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you probably got a tie. You probably get toxoplosmosis gone, right? Um, also, find out their experience on a bike as a pillion. Have they been on it before? If they hated it, why did they hate it? And all that kind of stuff. But yeah, get yourself in that space where you can actually give them an experience that they're not going to regret or hate. 
be at one with the pillion, and the pillion will be at one with you. That mm. sounds creepy. Mm. <laughs> That's not the experience <laughs> they were looking for. Hmm? No, set up your bike. Next up, we want you to set up your bike. If you're doing more than a few miles, so you know you're going for a few miles just to get some shot on the back of the bike. It's not, it's not a big issue. But if you're going for a more than a few miles, so you're going for about a tour, maybe you know, take them, take them up to up to like the west coast, up Loch Lomond or something like that from Glasgow. Add about four to six psi into your rear tire. You can check your manual for the exact figure. And you can crank up the front and rear preloads. Again, check your manual for a guide. You'll also need to adjust your headlights if you're riding at night. Because obviously the bike pops down, the headlights pop up. So um, if your pillion is light and the bike is heavy, this is a lot less important than vice versa. So like, for instance, when I put John, when John jumps in the back of my Triumph uh, as a, you know, just for a, for a pillion for a few miles, I don't really bother any of that because it's quite a big heavy bike. And John's about his his light like paperweight. So yeah, weight wise. So if you're carrying a big unit on the sports bike though, you'll need to sort the preload or it will actually handle really, really atrociously. How does bike how does your bike change when you add weight to the rear? Well, there's a thing called laden sag, and that's not just as you're getting older. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's inflatable filth, that's what it is. <laughs> this is laden sag. This is uh, it's also not, uh, Laden Sag is also not the name of an Ikea uh, chest of drawers. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for pieces. Of, I'm looking for the Laden Sag in, in white, please. Um, this is when the rear suspension... That's good. That's good. Uh, that's good yeah. This is when the rear suspension com- compresses under the additional weight. This additional load on the spring means you get less absorption and less recoil. So to combat this, you adjust the spring preload and this reduces the laden sag. Also, if you can ease off the rebound by increasing compression by 25% on the front, this will counter any lightness in steering. You can do this manually or electronically depending on your bike. Reducing the laden sag improves the ride stability and steering. There we go. So that's it. I'll be te- all the technical stuff, um, and and also what not to go and buy an IKEA. And oh, MD go to that was laden sag, Chester drawers and IKEA. <laughs> Everything else just went whoosh, <laughs> gone. That's all gone. gone. Um, don't just stick your pillion in the back and head off. You need to give them a quick chat first, right? It's crucial that they understand how to keep themselves and you safe. The main thing is to tell them how the bike leans into corners, how they should lean. Again, some pillions will try and stay vertical and then that makes the bike very, you mean, it offsets the the natural, I was going to say buoyancy. If, you, if you're natural buoyancy, you've got an issue, but that, that the the natural, what's the word I'm looking for? The natural hey. stability of the bike. That'll do. Your aim is to get your pillion to relax, sit still, do nothing but enjoy the ride. Agree a form of communication. If you don't have actual comms, I don't know, use double tap my butt if you better go faster or tap me. Double the tap my butt is another one of these villages. <laughs> just up, just, up there. <laughs> just, just in the borders. Any chance you could just double tap my butt in the borders? Aye, dub, double tap my double tap my butt is a hotel chain by Hilton. Yeah, um, that, <laughs> or tap a shoulder. Everybody's got their own little thing. Do you know I mean that? You mean tapping the head, tapping the shoulder, poking the ribs, whatever, um, to get people to 
You mean slow down, speed up, or whatever? A really good bit of advice uh, I was given me back in the day, and I've never forgotten it. Is, back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, it was, um, was you know, so when you've got a pill, he says, look, y- y- your best thing to do is keep keep your helmet in line with mine. Yeah. Aye. So, um, you know, and invariably, Follow so me. if I'm starting to lean, you keep your he- your helmet in line with, with mine. So, uh, um, so that that is a really good piece of advice, you know, as a kind of rule of thumb. The trouble is, one of the beauties, as we know, of riding a bike is looking around and seeing the country around you. And oh, totally. the country. So you can bet your bottom dollar that your pillion passenger, if they're loving it and enjoying it, are going to sit up and start looking around. Yeah. Just as you come to that really tricky corner. Like a Japanese know? tourist. So, so stress stress that whole, keep your helmet in line of mind. Look around everything. I mean, even if you're on the street, but keep an eye, you've got to keep an eye over corners. And as soon as we start to look, we're coming near a corner, keep your body and your head in line of mind. There we go. Good, good bit of advice in my nice. humble opinion. Good, good. I always give that to any pillion on my right school. Next up, you're up. Oh, that's right. I'm that colour, am I? Tell them what to hold on to. <laughs> yes, uh, that's what she said. If your pillion is particularly attractive, you may be tempted to offer yourself as the primary grab handle. Rawr. The problem with this is that they'll smash it at the back of you under braking, which <laughs> is both painful and embarrassing and maybe mildly arousing. It depends. It depends, you know, what we, what, what, and who's, who's behind you. If there's a grab rail, get them to hold this with one hand to, to resist braking forces and put the other round your waist to resist acceleration. And if you've got a top box, so much the better, as they can rest again, Against this under acceleration again, another reason why I've I've always fitted now that the bikes the two last two bikes I've had I fitted the the seat rest. Aye, just the, the back rest. What the difference system. that makes for your pillion passenger oh, totally. to enjoy it. You know, you can also go a bit faster, give them a wee bit of a thrill of the speed, but they've got that stability in their back. You know, when you accelerate, Aye. a wee bit. You know, so yeah, absolutely. So there you always gives it's just that wee bit of confidence that they're not going to slide after the to back. Be honest, of the bike. I I tend to let just say people look, just hold on to me, just hold around my waist. I you know, I said, but, but if I break, you way. will thump forward a wee bit. I Aye. said so. Um, I know you well enough that you know we can get past that. It's fine. You know, <laughs> we, can, we can. You know, it's, Aye, there's hankies in the glove box. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. What's next? Uh, check your kit. Uh, ultimately, yep. if they're an adult, it's their call. Do you know what I mean? But again, you should be the expert. And if they turn up in a bikini and woolly gloves, you probably need to have a word. Particularly if they're called Derek. Now. Decent. I mean, to be fair, it doesn't even matter if you've got a motorbike or if you're riding pillion. If they turn up in a bikini and wear gloves and they're called Derek, you need to have a one. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Aye. <laughs> or, and I'm going to do air quotes, an intervention. Um, mm. <laughs> decent, decent gloves, sturdy boots, again, a leather jacket um, or a, an armoured textile jacket would be minimum. Again, offer up earplugs if you've got them because, again, wind noise can ruin a ride if it's a slightly thinner yeah, helmet yeah. and stuff um, and if you're wearing a rucksack give it to them to wear so that it's not smashing into them again just make sure that you've got the right gear ideally you want your pillion to go with gear that you'd feel comfortable going out and riding in if, they, mm. if you would feel comfortable riding in the gear that they've got on again assuming it's not a bikini and really gloves then, yeah. um, then that's the right level of gear. Just use your yeah, experiences there either. The, the only legal requirement is a helmet, as we know. Um, yep. You know, and you know, you could rock up with wheelie gloves and a bikini and have your helmet on, and you know, um, but no. <laughs> I, on a digression of that, I saw a guy going around a runabout the other night with jeans that were all ripped. Right, a pair mm. of white, like, like kind of van style 
trainers, mm-hmm. not even boots, the trainers, and a t-shirt, right, and a wee open face helmet, and a car, and in fairness, right, the car moved out onto the runabout and probably shouldn't have, it should have just hung back and let him go, and he mm-hmm. slowed up and let the car go, and he started waving his arms and flapping and screaming at the guy, and I thought, hang on a minute, I, the guy's shouldn't have pulled out on you that's wrong mm-hmm. you shouldn't have done that you should have waited because he could easily see you coming in your white t-shirt and your tanned fucking tattooed arms however have a fucking word with yourself you come after that at any pace you're gonna get fucking you're gonna get your skin scraped all the way up the fucking street mate nah. do you know what I mean that, that, that should be a lesson to put, maybe put a jacket on you know what I mean aye a fucking fluorescent one he might not pull out on you mm-hmm Anyway, sorry, we digress. Number six. We digress, but I'm on over, yeah. You know, I was reading the top ten fringe jokes at the fringe this year. I know, I saw And did you see the one, the podcast one? No, what was the podcast Let me just think, let me just find it for you. I've written it down. This is a slight digression, but worth it. Slight digression, but I've just written it down because I thought, oh, that's fun, that's fun. Here we go. Here we go, the Edinburgh Fringe top ten. So when women gossip, it's called bitchy, but when men gossip, it's called podcast. No, my favorite one in there was how does a silly act, how do silly act Germans greet each other? Greet each other. Oh, Gluten tag. <laughs> I, I quite like that. If you get a bit cerebral, I did like the one which says, Imagine how embarrassed nationwide were when they opened their first branch. When they opened their first branch. Aye. <laughs> hear, that the, hear that the costophobic one. That tickled me. Costophobic's well. brilliant. Yeah, that's good. That should have won so, it for me. The one that did win it was crap. Yeah, the one that um, the one that did it was uh, I used to get with a zookeeper, and then it, it turned out he was a cheater. You know, Aye, that's that just that's just rehashing the old "Why do you never play cards with animals in the jungle?" Exactly, full of cheaters, right? So, I mean, that's that's the whole point. That, no, there's a couple of good jokes. Even in there, even, even though even remember. though cheaters don't live in a jungle, exactly. No, technically, as you're saying, geographically, you know what I mean. It's you wrong. Would have to, you would really want to say, you know, um, why do you never play cards in the savannas and plains of Africa? <laughs> you know I mean? that's, that's really what you want to say. <laughs> You know what I mean? Doesn't it, doesn't it quite have the same ring to it? You know what I mean? No, yeah, no, you know, but no, there it does not. Uh, no, there was a couple of crackers on that one. Actually, I really liked uh, them. You was, know, those aye. jokes. But anyway, the ones that tickled me were Merlot dad jokes. I'll be honest. Oh, totally. But I love a dad joke. Yeah. Although I, I, I did get, I did, I did hear another one which wasn't on there. Um, when I was obviously read those and then had a laugh and then was looking at other jokes. Um, why can Miss Piggy not count to seventy? I don't know why I can't miss picking up kind of somebody. Because she gets a frog in her throat at 69. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, that's one for the kids. One for the kids there. Yeah, one for the kids. Make sure if you're listening to that, tell it to the kids. Because it's about puppets, so it must be clean. <laughs> must yep, be. There we go. Must be clean. It's about, right. puppets. It's about puppets. We digress. Sorry. Yeah, anyway. Number so, six. Um, my my favourite from the, the one, I think, to me was... Um, I entered the How Not to Surrender competition and I won it hands down. down. <laughs> see, I, see, that's clever, that's brilliant. Anyway, we digress. So, um, a, right, we're thinking about a riding style, weren't we? We weren't, we we weren't were. going through dad jokes, we were no. thinking about a riding style because that was next on the list. The key thing is to look as far ahead as possible and plan your ride. Now, it's kind of the key thing anyway, right? But this means the pillion won't feel any sudden braking or acceleration because nothing takes you by surprise. Now, if you ride like this and you can still go fast and make plenty of overtakes and generally have fun, it won't feel as stressful to your pillion. Your aim should be smoothness, not speed. Smooth gear changes are key and this prevents rocking and the surprise headbutt movement. Because uh, to be fair, there's a few times 
You know, you want you want to minimise that. You probably you can't guarantee it's not going to happen. But there's been a couple of times, especially with John. John's wondering about having a look around, especially when he, <sighs> before he's learnt to ride his bike himself, and you'd end up feeling the crack of his helmet in the back of yours. Aye, well, there we go. Aye, you know I mean? and there's nothing worse than feeling the crack of somebody else's helmet. You know what I mean? Aye, exactly. Um, remember, nothing <laughs> better sometimes it's, either. It's <laughs> filth. That's what it is. It's the twenty foot cock and balls, man. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah. I, think, I think I think this one's not suitable for what this one anyway. <laughs> this is so hitting the explicit button. Um, remember, your bike won't perform the same once you've added weight to it, so it may take a wee bit longer to overtake. Uh, yeah, even though you've adjusted, if you've gone through all the adjustments, it's still not going to ride the same. No, it's still not going to ride the same. Yeah, it will take. I mean, you're, you're adding more weight, therefore your power to weight band should be changed. Yep. So you're going to take a bit longer to overtake. Um, your braking distances are going to be that a wee bit longer because you've got more weight on them. And again, you might get more fork dive under braking. Again, mm-hmm. unless you ride a BMW with fancy suspension and telelever front forks, in which case you'll not see that much dive. But MDLs, you're going to see some increase in front dive, um, under, fork dive under braking. So remember that. This next one, I think, is golden, golden information, golden, golden advice. It's, it's golden, mate. It's golden, golden, yeah. It's golden advice, yeah. When doing slow maneuvers or parking the bike, sometimes it's easier and quicker to get the point to step off. Simple as that, right? But, you know, it reduces your risk of a slow speed drop. Um, but if you can't get them to jump off, remember if you have a novice pillion, they won't know where to lean or reportedly where not to lean. So take your time and keep the bike upright as much as possible. Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, I pull in. Half the bike, bike, I'm getting it parked, right? Out you get, Sterling. That is that to me is, yeah, it's a bit like that whole bit of advice. Remember, I think it was, was it Matt was on one time? I was saying to him, he was talking about, you know, try to do do his U turns and they'd pass his test. And we're going, just put your foot down, Matt. Just put your foot down, Matt. You know what I mean? You know, you know, you've passed your test now. You can put your foot down. Aye, it's no problem. Aye, you only have I to mean, put your foot. You only have to put the foot down for fifteen minutes in a mod one, and then forty-five minutes for a what you call it for a mod mm-hmm. two. See, once mod you two. get past that hour, you can put your feet down whenever you like. Nobody's going to get into bother. The police aren't exactly. going to pull you and tell you. They're not so. going to come in and rip your license off you. Do you know what I mean? So there you go. No, there you go. There you go. What's next? Um, check in with the pillion regularly, especially. Yeah, think, think of the average bikers in a cave and always have some check-in time. Check-in time. Check-in. check-in time. Especially in that first ten minutes, because um, that's obviously the first. That's you should, by that point yep. you should be getting by the nerves and anxiety and stuff like that. So, um, but obviously you mean check in with them anyway. Make sure that they're the right way. How you're accelerating, how you're braking, how you're cornering, so that if you need to make adjustments, you mean you're getting that at least information directly for them to say, there you go. Um, Make sure they've managed to shut their visor and things like that. You mean if they're freezing to death, then you mean at least if they tell you about it beforehand, you can maybe do something about it. You mean so? Aye, again, just check in again. Make sure they're they're doing right throughout the thing, but especially in that first ten minutes, just to make sure they're sorted. Nice, yeah, and and most importantly, enjoy. Right, skillfully luring someone into the world of bikes is something to be very proud of. Yeah. You know, and I'll, that, that's how I get into bikes. It was a pillion passenger on the back of a, you know, I've said it a few times, Honda v- VFR, right? And uh, that's where I fell in love with that thrill of being on the two wheels, you know, the, the, the sense of speed and everything. Um, now, to be fair, and uh, if my mate Robert's listening, um, uh, he did he did ride his bike like an absolute 
um, crazy man at points. <sighs> but, but in all honesty, it was on the streets. Just and give me and he gave me. We did the communication thing, double tapping the legs. I'm going to go faster, all this kind of stuff, you know. Um, uh, and I just loved it. So what he did very well was pick the right bits to give you the buzz. Aye. Without without picking the wrong bits to give you the, the brown the, adrenaline. Yeah. Aye, the skittles. The good adrenaline, no the bad adrenaline. That's aye. what we're talking about. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, how do you, how do you tell the difference between the good adrenaline and the bad adrenaline, Ian? Is there maybe yeah, a is there a the colour option? Doesn't doesn't involve a, a visit to Marks and Spencer's to top up your wardrobe. You can so, always tell the the bad adrenaline's brown. Yeah. Everything else is golden. If it's golden, then that's um, somebody's taking the piss. Anyway, first time Pilly's <laughs> advice. There we go. Introduce them to the bike. Hello, Mr. Bike. This is Dave. Dave, this is Mr. Bike. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Bike. I'm going to get on top of you, Mr. Bike. Oh, yes, please, Dave. Please, Dave. Do it to me, Dave. Do it. Oh, sorry. I digress. I was thinking of something else there. <laughs> anyway, introduce them to the bike. Explain the mechanics of the bike and what to expect from a ride. So one of the a key things I always say to people is a bike wants to sit up. Yeah, yep. a bike wants to sit up and go straight, said. So when we're going around corners, uh, you don't want the bike to sit up and go straight or you hit a wall. So stay in line with me. The more upright and straight you are, the more this bike wants to go upright and straight. And we don't right. want that around corners. Yep. All right. Uh, ask them to try and not wriggle around. Again, back to the physics of stability. Yeah, okay. Unless, of course, um, your, your power is particularly attractive. And then, you know, there may be certain points where you wriggle around. Part of the enjoyment for both of you. Um, now, don't get off until told to. That's very important, oh, you know, especially if you're on the motorway. You know, just, <laughs> just saying, you know, just saying. Seventy mile an hour, cruising <laughs> through the traffic, uh, and I say get off. Maybe don't get off even when you're getting told to. But that's maybe potentially just because you're wiggling too much. Um, now, don't get off until you're told to. Lean with the bike and the rider. So again, reiterating, reiterating what we said at the start. Keep in line with the, with the rider. You know, keep you know, yep. keep your helmet, your body in line with the rider, your head in line. Then you you will have a fun, enjoyable, uh, and and really feel what it's like to be on a bike. Be aware of what's going on around about you. It allows you to brace better, but also um, it allows you to just position yourself better as well as, as as all that kind of stuff. And then very most importantly, relax and enjoy it. So you. It is a bit overwhelming at first, I think, when you take your pillion off the first time, because you're giving them all this information, but it's all to make sure that they enjoy it. So make sure you tell them that that's why you're giving them the information. So right. don't just chuck the information at them. Actually say, look, I want to make sure you enjoy this as best you can, so I'll not be riding like an absolute idiot. Um, if you stay in line, you'll get a sense of what it's like to ride a bike yourself. You'll feel it all, you know, and, and when you're feeling good for it, double tap my butt. Uh, during the borders and uh, we'll, we'll we'll go a bit faster uh, you know and then uh, take on my left testicle if you want to go a bit slower do you know what I mean <laughs> I always go for the right one but I left one up put your um, hand up my bum if you want to finish not that good thing <laughs> it's, it's okay it's, it's definitely getting explicit isn't it it's yeah, so there inflatable we go. filth that's what it is um, <laughs> the last little do you know bit. this is really bad because of that button your button of the week is why we're talking about this now. I know, you know it's I mean? just been anyways. Um, and the last little bit of information before we kind of talk it through um, is just pros and cons of having a pillion. So, a couple of pros. Again, it's good to share your love of biking um, and biking life with somebody else, especially somebody that's never, ever been on a bike or never been a biker. Yeah. Um, it's like converting them to the dark side almost. Um, and again, you might make a future biker out of them, which again is to a little posse of yeah. friends to go out and have a blast with. 
Um, there's another set of eyes actually out on the road with you. Um, if you have a familiar pillion, somebody that's done it before, they can be a navigator yep. so that you can focus on everything else on the road and they can look and be checking signs and stuff like that in case you miss them. Um, another pro, if your comms up, um, is somebody else to have a chat with. Where you're yeah, one of, one of the great things I loved when I when joined the back of the bike and get the comms on, just chatting away, just right. chatting away about stuff, you know. Just having a blather. Um, and then the last pro, it actually forces you to ride smoother and sensibly. Sensibly, read the road ahead more. You, 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 it does. Know, it yeah. does make you that little because obviously you're not just. It's not just your life you've got in your hands now. It's, you've also got someone else's, so that does make you think that a little bit better as well, um, and makes you ride that a little bit better. Now there are some cons to others having a pillion. Again, essentially, this essentially repeating what you just said. Aye, <laughs> as uh, first one is it's somebody else's life in your hands. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So you really need to be careful. Um, also, you can't ride your normal ride. So if you like going out and braking late and accelerating aggressively and all that stuff, you obviously want to wind that back. Um, and again, you lose luggage space <laughs> because if you're going on a fairly big trip and you've got your panniers and your top box and a tent and a roll bag and whatever, and that's all sat on the seat, that's all coming off the seat because that's where your right. pillion's arse needs to so, go. Yep. So, you know what I mean? Um, and there's probably other stuff out there, but again, you know what I mean, if there's anything else or any tips that you guys have got that you think, oh, I get told this once and it's been brilliant and I always tell my pillions this, share it with us and we'll share it with everyone else because that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I think for me a kind of conclusion then I suppose uh, if if that's the right word for it yeah is the one of the key things to take away is if you do it wrong yeah if something goes wrong on the bike you 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 are going to have somebody who will never go on a bike again you know or, or will be very 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 reluctant to go on a bike again now, I know I would love for my wife to be going to back of the bike yeah absolutely Aye. to get on the back of the bike um she clearly doesn't have any talks in her system. The toxa, toxic, toxic, moxiplaxy, Bondi Beach, and that's the one. That's that. Um, but perfect. Um, you know, but when she was seventeen, she went on the back of a bike, and and that's a, and one of the things we not mentioned there, but actually what happened to her was when she got off the bike, she burnt a leg on the exhaust. Uh, so when you, uh, it's another thing to make sure when people are getting off the bike, remind them that there are hot bits in the bike, and so aye. they don't touch them. And that comes know? down to the preparation of make sure they go on for the right side of the bike, and make sure they're wearing the right stuff. Because I'm pretty sure what she said was she was wearing like a wee skirt, or a wee bikini, bikini and wheelie gloves, bikini wheelie gloves. Yeah. So, but that that has put her off going on a bike for forever just, and a day. Do you know what I mean? Silly. So, yeah. do you know what I mean? Silly wee thing that's been a horrible experience. Therefore. It's just not worked. Do you know what I mean? It's just been horrible. So, did she might go to MC and live? Uh, no. So, <laughs> um, you know. So, um, so I think for me, uh, it is about remembering that you want this person to enjoy it. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Um, and there'll just be some people that you'll never ever get on a bike. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's that's fine. That's totally down to their decision. And then there'll be other people that go on the back of the bike that then just go. Oh my god, I've got to get one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um my mate. Yeah. My mate's been on the back of mine a few times and he just he loves it. Absolutely loves it. And I think the only reason he's no went and did his yet is because his wife, her, her nephew died in a biking accident, but it was a hit and run. And you're like, Well, it's not really a biker's fault if he gets hit and yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, if somebody I've, chases him down and runs him off the road. But and I get that into you're not you're not yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna change people's minds. No. When something is 
tragic as that's happened. Exactly. You know what I mean? Absolutely not. And another thing to do is is when people just say no, just at least leave it. I you know, don't there's think... many reasons that you will not know about or may not know about. You know, you know, accept that people, you know, because I mean, <laughs> unless you're doing it to deliberately wind up your wife, I can't see who that would be. But you know, genuinely, Aye. you know, don't push it. Um, don't push it. You know, if somebody want, they'll come. They'll come to you. Mm-hmm. Make make the offer open, but they'll come to you if, if they really want to do it. There's nothing more. There's nothing more satisfying than getting somebody out in the back of the bike that's never ever been on a bike, ever been on a bike before. It's never had that inkling, or maybe has there a wee inkling, but it's never had the bravery to go on the back of one. And then just in a moment of madness, goes, "Can you take me out a wee run?" And you go, "Ah, that's fine." And then. You get them gear, whether that be they're the same size as your mate or your you or your wife or something, and they put the gear on, you take them out, and it may only be a half hour out on the bike, and then you get back and you take the helmet off and you go, how was that? And you can just see on their face, do you know what I mean? The smile is going from ear to ear, and you go, we've converted another. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I exactly. mean? And that's and the, you know what? one of the, the best feelings of doing that was with my mother-in-law, um, 81 oh. years old, and on the back of the Harley before... Oh, well, she'd have been 80 then, so um, back to Harley, uh, up and down. And you're again, more on 20 minutes maybe, on the bike. But she just came off beaming, absolutely beaming, thrilled at it, you know what I mean? So On, on a bucket list. Tick! Yeah, Do you exactly. know what I mean? Aye. It's one of the ones, I remember even years ago, um, they used to do the local fair kind of thing here. Yeah. And it must have been the Clyde Valley guys, or the similar, mm. you know I mean... Chapter or MCC or something used to come to the fair and they used to have spare helmets and jackets and they used to take like kids or kind of like teens and that out a mm. run on the back of the Harleys and that kind of stuff and they always used to be booming and then obviously you mean the world we live in everything goes fucking PC mad and you mean insurance ah, yeah, and insurance and all that kind of like, stuff. I'm shot in the back of your bike, shot in the back of your bike, no, no problem. And it's just like you know, it's like nah, you just can't do it now, no. unfortunately. And it's aye, and it's not that it's the do you know what I mean? Has that person been vetted? I mean, has that man been vetted to take children in the back of his bike and all this kind of stuff? And you're like, come right. on. That's not what it's about. Do you know what I mean? But even just, you mean, you, you still see that I don't disagree with that kind of side of things, but you know, um, but it's it's just there's so many hoops and things to jump through now. Oh, aye, totally. You know? Aye, mm-hmm. especially with insurance and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but aye, but there you go. Um the only I think one of the other things as well is I took I used to take Corey everywhere on the back of the bike everywhere and didn't he make the same amount of time for me riding myself on the bike and that changed that inherently changed my riding style to the point where I had to stop taking Corey out for a while and go back to just being me out on the bike for a while mm-hmm. to oh, get back point, into huh? that because you, I was even when I was just doing myself I was still riding like I was a pillion, which isn't no bad thing, but when you're trying to be progressive, you know I mean that's that's not what you want, you know what I mean? Um whereas now I can split between the both, you know what I mean? Because I've had much yeah. more time riding myself, you know what I mean, on the same bike, etc. Mm-hmm. Now when I take her out, it's just it's it's another thing to focus on, just to roll off a wee bit, don't lean in as much, take my time a little right. bit, you know what I mean? Until we get to certain bits of the road where, you know I mean, Corey will, we're on comms, Corey will be like that. Ah, come on, Dad, wind on a bit. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> All right, here we go. Or we if go. some, aye, or if somebody passes us, do you know what I mean, or we're stuck behind somebody, she's like, Dad, come on. <laughs> As if, like, come on now, get by this clown, let's go. 
So, I know, I know. But again, that's doing to that's doing to comms and communication and stuff. So, but there you go. It's um, hopefully there's if there's one thing in there that you've taken out, great. If there's nothing in there, tell us what we've missed or tell us your little nuggets because I'm always open to learning little nuggets, especially with yes. people wanting to go in the back of the bike because I'm pretty sure. It'll not be the first and it'll not be the last person I'll take it in the back of the bike. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, um, aye. Yeah, no, absolutely, if you want to. And then if you're living near us and you want a shot in the back of your bike, skis a shout. Well, aye, pretty much. If, you, if you've stumbled across this podcast and you live in the west of Scotland and you go, I've always wanted to go in a bike, but I never, I don't know anybody with a bike, yep. then let us know. Let us let know us. and we'll, we'll, we'll somehow make that happen. And if you want to be on film, we'll film it. And yes. we'll do a little interview with you and we can go through that rigmarole. Do you know what I mean? Um if you're up for it. Um that'd be a nice wee a nice wee uh, a nice wee exercise. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Beaming faces. But there you go. That was the big question. Business is much a big question. We can attend to move. We should probably rename it. It's not so much a big question. You know what I mean? Talking points. Talking points. This week, is it advice or is it argument? We we should change that. We should definitely change that. So the big question... Talking points. If it is a question, we'll call it the big question. But if it's not and it's talking points with Ian and Darren. Or is it Darren and Ian? From an alphabetical perspective, Darren and Ian. I did say, for MD, well, that's true. But, you know what I mean? Again, having relived, staged... Did you watch staged during lockdown? With I David Tennant it, yeah. and Michael Sheen, yeah. and at times I feel like that's almost what we are. At, at, there's little minutes where you go, we kind of go off on weird tangents and just laugh for the sake of laughing, Aye. and that's those kind of things. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, I don't think we're as talented as those two. You know what I mean, but I don't know if either no. of those two can ride a bike. No, that's true. I'm not sure they can. I don't know. So swings uh, and roundabouts. Uh, David Tennant uh, uh, and uh, Charlie Sheen, if you're listening. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Martin. Martin, I meant sorry. Um, uh, if you're listening, uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, Emilio. So Emilio. If you're listening, Emilio, then just uh, just uh, let us know uh, if you can ride a motorcycle or not. Uh, and if, if not, if you want us to pop down, I'm going to DM uh, them. give you a wee shot. I'm go- I am going to DM David Tennant and Michael and Sheen and just say, just Can you ride a bike? Asking for a friend. Yes. Settle an argument. Good. Absolutely. Can you ride a bike? Yeah, is it are you more good omens or more good vrumens? Vrumens. 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 There we go. There you go. There uh, we go. Oh, that's cool. No, that's good. I think I think there's a lot of good advice here for pillion passengers and obviously, you know, um don't be scared to take a pillion on, you know? Um no. it was one of the things I remember way back in in days before I had uh, an engine between my legs. Um, uh, when it was just a uh, self-propelled um, two wheels, um, as in a bike. I thought you were going back to like 1914 or something. My oh, fucking old penny are you? Farming. It was on my penny farming. And um, uh, uh, I was terrified to take people on the back of the, a push bike. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah. I, but then, I never, never took him to the backy. Never, never. No, but the it was that, that meant you had to pedal harder. I it was, it, was, it, was, it was just about that initial getting moving. And Aye. if I could just get somebody to jump in the back of the bike while I was moving, I or push it and then jump yeah. on like yeah. a bobsleigh, yeah, like an yeah. inverted bobsleigh. I think, I think the only time I managed it relatively successfully was when I was I, I was in somebody else's bike that had one of those wee kind of luggage rack things at the back and they sat in that. Ah, uh, you, know I mean? you know, 
Nah, it was never a, was never a big bracky guy. Yeah, whereas I, actually, I, I, I like having a brilliant passion, especially if you're coming up. It's just a, a great bit of company. Do you, I really, bro, really wish it. So you go on it. There's really another question. Love to just go for a wee run. There's another question though. Do you like being a pillion? Do you know I've not done it for so long? I so hate I don't it. Know. I hate it. Yeah. Tell you what. Tell you what. It. I'll come out on your bike with you, right? Right. And then and then we'll discuss it in the next podcast. All right. I'll come in. We'll do a wee pillion. Up and down to, I don't know, Linwood or something like that, and then I'll come back and hate you forever. I mean, and, and discuss. I honestly um, hate it. I hate it. I'd much rather be in control. I trust you. I think it's probably a, bit, it's probably a matter of trust. Probably it's a trust thing, It's well, only but, a matter of trust. But uh, I would trust you, um, you know, for a start. Um, you know, no disrespect to, to any, controversial Colin, but I wouldn't go anywhere near the back of <laughs> him. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you know, the, and, and especially near roundabouts. So, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you know, Colin doesn't uh, do so roundabouts. Colin, you know, you know, he doesn't do roundabouts. Actually. Doesn't do roundabouts. He's, he's, thinks in America there are no roundabouts. You know I mean? No, <laughs> doesn't do any. No, near roundabouts. But is that a roundabout? No, it's called an up and over. It's a detour over. via this hedge. Yes, there we go. So, um, aye, there we go. So, uh, there you go. So, yeah, well, let's if we get that organised, then. Mm. I'll come back and say, yeah, I absolutely love being a pillion or right. no. no, you're right, it's crap. Aye, no, absolutely. Anyway, that's it for episode 38, folks. Again, thanks for listening to the ramblings of us, the average bikers. Again, thanks for supporting us every episode on the socials, on our YouTube, on the old podcast platform. Um, again, many thanks to everyone that listens, follows and comments. Again, if you do have anything you want us to talk about, any little nuggets or anything you, you just feel you want to share or get off your chest, drop us a line, let us know. You might even make the call-out section. Chances are you make the call-out section because we do like so, to call out the listeners. Again, remember these are just the opinions of two average, well, a group of average bikers because we're more than just us. We have yeah, a little, taking, there's a little team. We're taking on board everybody's opinions and we're sharing them with the world. And it's one of those ones when we're saying we are a group of average bikers, again, when Nicola decides what bike she's getting and she gets it, there's probably going to be a little probably a little video snippety thing there um, if she goes for a yep. ninja because obviously Nicola's quite a small female rider and we'll do stuff on that. So it's not just us two idiots Chatting nonsense and giggling and uh, discussing stuff and the, the latest range of IKEA build yourself furniture. So. It's inflatable filth. That's what it is. But that's what it is. Yeah. That anyway, a massive thank you from all of us here at and the team at Average Bikers in a Cave. Get the team. You mean you? If you enjoyed it, please share, like, and more importantly, subscribe. If you want to get in touch with questions or a possible big question or talking point talking then please email us at averagebikersinacave at outlook.com averagebikersinacave is all one word um, or get in touch via our Facebook page or um, the gram or get in touch via the gram uh, Instagram um, and uh, we will see you in the next episode so please until next time remember only a biker understands why a dog sticks his head out of a car window. The Diamond Dogs have oh. struck again. Oh. Oh.